Business Bros is your show, where small business professionals just like you come to tell their stories. This podcast is for those who understand the number one rule in business, which is to be of service to others. Learn how today's professionals generate leads, what's working on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of those who are out there doing the real work. And now let's welcome your hosts, Hernan C.S., the real estate bro with eXp Realty, the cloud-based brokerage where top producers reign, and James C.S., the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, making sure you are covered because there's a lot riding out there. And now here are the business bros. Welcome to another episode of Business Bros! <laughs> woo! We are ready to rock See? and roll on this See what I mean? It's just kind of woo! See, now you're ready, right? Ready. Juice is flowing. Yeah. yeah. Didn't even have to take a shot. <laughs> I mean, it's there. It's available. Well, we didn't have to, right? We didn't have to. No, we didn't have to. All right, ladies and gentlemen. But if you're down. Okay. Maybe, maybe. maybe. <laughs> we can turn into booze over business. Don't tempt me. Guys. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, really quick, a uh, few reminders before we get the short show started. 365 pairs of shoes is what we're still trying to get to. And Heather brought some more shoes to add to the donation pile. Thank you very I much. Did. You're welcome. Uh, so 365 pairs of shoes. If you are not going to be a guest on the show anytime soon, but you want to be, make sure you reach out to me, Hernan at csfirst.com. Our uh, 619-884-4915 is my number. But if you have shoes you want to donate, you can always hit James up, 619-884-0045 or james at csfirst.com. He'll ride over on the Harley and pick them up. And then tonight, if you're watching this on the live, if you're listening to the podcast, you missed it. But if you're listening to the live Facebook tonight, Liberty Station, we're going to be doing a developing your your investment strategy session. So if you want to come check it out, get some information, put your mind in the right direction so you can do something with the money that you're making. Tonight at 7 o'clock, Liberty Station. Find all the information on our Facebook page at Business Bros Pod. And one more fun announcement. You ready? At 5 o'clock on Facebook. I already set it up, so it's going to post at 5 o'clock. The most embarrassing, long-winded dad joke. (laughs) My Old Town Road parody music video. You made a music video? Made a music video to Old Town Road. 5 o'clock. So right after this podcast, it'll post. So make sure you guys check it out. Like it. If you laugh, if you think it's funny, you're laughing at me, I love it. Share it with somebody so they can laugh too gonna be great everybody's gonna love it and uh yeah definitely and, share it please and, yeah shout out to visionary media for helping me do the uh, video uh adrian for directing you did an amazing job jose you guys are rocking it out there so let me know if you guys if anybody out there wants to do some more content uh i'm always willing to go out take a camera with me and sit down and talk to you in ah. your location so my phone did that all right you ready to rock and roll yeah let's go all right so ladies and gentlemen we got heather on the show today from C21. Yes. Go. Right? And uh, we've had a couple other agents from Century 21. You guys got some rock stars over there. We do. Right? Tell me what it's like being in that brokerage. I mean, I started there. So this is the only brokerage I've ever actually worked at. But I instantly met uh, two other girls that both started with me at the same time. We're all three like brand new. Um, and we've been each other's like rock the entire time. So having those two like accountable and like as like a support going through like the you know the first two years of basically your first year and a half in the business has been amazing because every time we mess up like we all mess up together or mm-hmm. every good thing that happens we celebrate together but 
the office is pretty cool. Our manager is amazing. Um, just like the the office, the building itself is really nice. So like when clients come in, like they're like, oh, wow. there's a nice image right out right at the yeah. front. Yeah, yeah, and <clears throat> there's not like too many people that are there every day, but there's like a good crew that's always there. So. You mean the ones that are working hard? Yeah, me. Yeah. I'm there a lot. I'm there pretty much almost every single day. So tell me, tell me a little bit of what that was like. I mean, you're getting started in the industry. You get your real estate license. Now you got to hang it somewhere. Like, how did you decide to go to Century Twenty One? What were the things that attracted you to a particular brokerage? So I, I actually read a book that was like, look at you know local like business journals and do like a lot of research to see like what brokerage is going to actually train you because you're not, you're not gonna I'm not gonna go to one just because it's like some cool name first of all they probably wouldn't even hire me like a luxury <laughs> brokerage just without having any experience so I actually looked at the San Diego Business Journal and I looked at all the numbers from the brokerages and saw who had the best training and then who was doing the most business and it was Century 21 award in Mission Valley so and I lived in the area at the time so I just went right there and boom boom signed up and you're ready to rock and roll yeah, basically. I mean, there was a long story before before I got to that point, but yeah. Well, let me hear it. Let me hear it. Is it a good story? I mean, it's just my background. Well, let's see it. Okay. Where'd you come from? What'd you do? I'm originally from Jersey. Oh, Jersey yeah. girl. <laughs> I'm fast paced over there, isn't it? Super fast. Yeah, I'm right outside of New York City, so I'm fast paced. So you know, I think the regular city here is fast paced, but you took a yeah. step backwards, right? Yeah, pretty much. All right. So tell me about that. What? What? Why San Diego? Um, I mean, I went, I grew up my whole life in Jersey. I went to school actually in West Virginia at West Virginia University, only because my mom told me and my sister that we had to go to school out of state, um, which was a shocking experience because we, we were in the, I was in the middle of nowhere, like in the mountains. And the only thing that there is, is like the college town, but it's a huge college town. So that was fun. But so then I went in the middle of nowhere with a bunch of people your age having fun. Yeah. I mean, it was good. Learned a little bit, you know. Learned a little bit. Partied a lot. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, yeah. But then, so I went straight back to Jersey. I actually um, got my business, not got my business, got my bachelor's degree in fashion after changing it like four times. I ended up in fashion. So I started at Nordstrom right out of college. So I went back to New Jersey, worked at Nordstrom Short Hills. Um, What, What did you do at Nordstrom's? I was a sales associate, so I started just in uh, one of the women's departments there, and then I ended up, they wanted me to be in the, oh, I did an internship program there, then they wanted me to be in the business uh, leadership program, so I did that um, business management, so I ended up being a department manager there, too, pretty quickly, like within like a year and a half, so I managed a department there, and I then I moved out here. I moved out here on a whim with an ex-boyfriend. Oh, yeah. Making great decisions already. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, don't judge. I only joined the Navy because of an ex. Exactly. Come on now. Oh, really? <laughs> no, yeah, I moved out here in 2008 on a whim. He was like, I'm thinking moving to California. Like, would you want to go? I was like, oh, maybe. Why yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sounds okay, like a good go. time. So we were like, does he want, he said, do you want LA or San Diego? And I wanted LA. And then we went there and I was like, oh no, like the traffic and everything, Mm-mm. even coming from a big city. No, San Diego was just like calming and I loved it. And I signed a lease like the weekend we were out here and then we moved out a month later. So as humans, how long ago was that? This was in 2008. 
Okay. Yeah, so so yeah. while nice. I've been out here for like a little over a decade. It's not like we humans are impulsive at all, right? No, we just go and do things, right? So <laughs> tell me a little bit about, you know, your Nordstrom's uh, sales training. Because uh, from what I've heard, they have a pretty good sales training program. And you get a lot of at-bats being able to talk to people, right? Oh, yeah. Honestly, I think like everyone should go through the Nordstrom sales program. Like they won't even put you on the sales floor until you've done two weeks every day training. So like, and it's all just the customer and like how to make the customer happy, how to keep them happy, how to keep them coming back, like what to do for them. And it's all very much like use your best judgment. So you're kind of in like the driver's seat. Um, And I know that they've gotten stricter since like 15 years ago when I worked there, but it's very customer focused and you, and it's about building relationships with your customers because they end up coming to the store for you. Like I had people, there wasn't a Nordstrom in New York City at the time. So people would drive from the city just to come shop with me. And I'm like 22, 23 at the time. Like, wow, these people are like, actually, because they would write letters too. Mm-hmm. They'd write like the manager, like a, a letter, like a, like a comment card. And that's Say, how I, I love this experience. This was a great yeah. experience. I want to see her next time I come out here. Yeah, honestly, when I had to move to California, I mean, I wanted to move here, but I like legit cried leaving some of my customers because they would come to me like once a month, buy all these clothes. That was back when the economy was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, it was great. So, and I, some of my best friends to this day are from Nordstrom, both here and I did transfer the one out here in Fashion Valley. Then the economy crashed and I was over retail and I got out of it. So what did you do as soon as you came to San Diego? What kind of work were you were Well, you I was doing at that? Nordstrom Fashion Valley for a while. Okay. And then I was also working at downtown at Roy's Hawaiian Fusion. Have you ever eaten there? Mm-mm. I was just there part-time. It's really good. If you should check it there. out. Yeah, it's behind the Marriott Marquis. A lot of people like don't know it exists. A lot of it gets a lot of like um, convention center traffic. Ah. It's like Asian Fusion Hawaiian. But it's good food. It's really good food. All right, we got to check and it out. And good drinks for sure. But I'm just gonna say, like off the bat, I I can imagine that the the fact that people are coming to you to like. They want to go to talk to you at a Nordstrom's. How does that carry over to everything you're doing in real estate? I mean, talking about hashtag powerful relationships, right? Yeah, it, I feel like everything I've done so far has like really like set me up for where I am now. Like I think even like the I, I've had like, a, you know, multiple jobs. So even like the bad ones, I think they've all given me something to bring to the table now. Like the relationships I made back then are the same relationships I'm making now, except instead of buying, you know, clothes they're buying houses (laughs) i also sold cars which we can get into that what yeah tell me about that i mean so so you went from sales job to sales job to sales job i've kind of been in sales forever like me and my sister used to i have a twin sister from who lives in jersey no we're fraternal okay okay but um there's two heathers running around she's lauren Twins are not the same people, Nan. I know, I know, but I'm sure they get that all the time. Oh, it's like, are you identical or fraternal? And they're like, wait, which one's which? Like, they don't even know what the word means. Mm, it's so. literally in, in the word itself. Yeah. Well, um, one of them. One of them. Yeah, so, so the other one, by, defini- by definition, is not identical. Yeah. yeah, so we're not identical, so we didn't get to play any of those games where you, like, Aww. trick the teacher or whatever and go to each other's classes. Yeah, yeah. No, we didn't do that. But we used to, like, make bracelets, like, out of string and, like, sell them to the kids in the neighborhood. Like, we would, like, set up shop outside our driveway, outside Just of our what? house. Double hustling. Yeah. Like, we kind of always, I don't know, I guess, always kind of did that. And then out of college, like, Nordstrom's commission only. Like, if you don't sell, you're not getting paid. 
Um, wow. You, you, but that's that's not a bad thing. I mean, I kind of like that kind of mentality because it really requires you to hustle. Like yeah. If, if you're not getting paid, if you're getting paid just for showing up, then you're giving the minimum. Most, most, I don't know. I, I have, mm-hmm. I understand that most times are there good employees? Yes, but they're far and few between. Yeah. For the most part, anybody who's an employee is doing the bare minimum on a regular basis to get what they need to get paid from the salary or their wage. But yeah, you know, your commission. Right? Oh, yeah. It's the same thing like with restaurants. If you're a waiter or in any service industry, if you're making like tips, like, or if you're on commission, like you have to service that customer or they're not going to come back to you or you're going to get fired for not making money. Right. So you have to be on it. And I also wasn't living at home. I didn't have, I, well, home long was story. In New York. <laughs> well, home was in, no, home was in Jersey. When I was at Nordstrom, right, right out of college, my mom was like, uh-uh, like you guys aren't in the house. Like you're getting your own apartment. She cut the cord quick. Yeah, that's a long story. She had a, <laughs> she had a husband, new man in her life that like telling her things. Anyway, so me and my sister were both like on our own. So I had, I had to pay for my apartment. So I had to make money, pay for my car, pay for everything. So I was at Nordstrom, you know, making money, and it was good. I mean, I had to. Yeah. Well, so, tell me about your car experience. Um. Well, then, yeah. So after there was, where did I go? Nordstrom. I had another job after that that, like, I hated. It was just like a nine-to-five type thing, salary. Yeah, you and spent I, your whole life making commissions, and you had control over your income, and now you didn't. Yeah. yeah. Imagine you'd hate it. I hated it. Oh, I actually, well, before that, I actually ended up getting into leasing. I worked at Current, which is like a luxury building in Little Italy, mm-hmm. and I was like the leasing associate. So I ended up doing that because when I had actually moved here and toured apartments downtown, I saw like the girl toured us around. I was like, that seems like a cool job. So I ended up doing that, which is how I got into real estate because these realtors would come in with their clients who weren't actually looking to buy yet and we would give them a commission that was higher than the commission that I was getting from working there. You're like, huh, wait a minute. Yeah, and the realtors would tell me, they're like, you should be a realtor. Have you ever thought about that? I was like, yeah, no. And I so then, about it now. <laughs> yeah, so like the ball started rolling with that and then also like you could only get commission for the units that were in the building. So once everything was full, you had to wait for people to leave to make more commission so it was kind of there was like a ceiling yeah so i couldn't keep making money if you had zero vacancy you weren't making anything yeah you were just making like your salary which wasn't enough so i ended up so and i couldn't do real estate at the same time because it's like conflict of interest Mm -hmm. so i ended up somehow i don't know life happens and i ended up working at mercedes-benz san diego so i got into the car business while being in school to get my real estate license and it was sales again but that job, I think, really, really helped me on selling. I mean, I was used to selling like luxury clothing, but then that clientele was hard to work with at the beginning because they're like not nice. I mean, some of them are great, but there's also some people like we were answering the phone and they're just not happy that because when they call in, they're just like demanding like a price, a price, a price. Just give me the price, give me the price so they can go shop other dealerships. And so we had to learn. I had to learn how to handle the customers on the phone a lot. How I mean, you're you're the second person that we've had on the show that sold cars. Oh, really? And, and that's a realtor, right? And they said that is that has by far been the greatest experience they've had because they deal with objections all day long. Oh, yeah. The whole thing. Even first, just getting them into the dealership. And because it's not just like there's one Mercedes. They can go to El Cajon. Like they can go up to Carlsbad. They can go to Escondido. So you have to get them to your store. And all they want is like that number over the phone so that mm-hmm. they can go 
to another dealership and say, well, Heather at San Diego told me I can get this car for 45. So first we get them in the door. And then like once they're in the door, you basically just got to get them that experience, like get them in the car. And that was the funnest part was like the test drive. It was also scary. Because <laughs> everyone wants to test out the car to see how fast it goes, like get on the freeway. And you're like, oh, God. But um, they're honestly, they're like the safest cars on the road. I love the brand. Um, I have nothing bad to say about Mercedes at all, um, except for that the job wasn't for me in the long run. Because I was at San Diego um basically just in the, the internet department and then i would pass the customer off to the the actual sales guys who would do the test drive so i got everyone into the dealership and then i actually was at the airport on a flight back to jersey when my niece was born i'm sitting at the bar and i this guy sitting next to me we started talking and he's the man ends up being the manager of escondido he's like i want you to come work for me i want you to sell cars for me i want to put you on the sales floor i'll, I'll give you this 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 and that and at the time, I was already kind of like done doing what I was doing there. So I was like, oh, this is, I mean, what are the odds of me sitting next to this guy at the airport and being on the same flight? And anyway, he sold me. I went up to Escondido. I sold cars there at Mercedes-Benz. And then I like hated it. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like so over like seeing like the sales guys like arguing with each other. And it was just very like sharky and... The dynamic of what goes on behind the scenes in the dealership is really what did you in. Yeah. Behind the scenes stuff. Like, I love working with the clients. I loved selling them, like, their dream car. These people are getting their dream cars. And the car itself was so much fun to just, like, drive the cars. and Because you could drive any car, basically, that you wanted. Like, we weren't supposed to drive, like, the AMGs around because, you know, you can't put too many miles on those. Yeah. But, like, it was a lot of fun. So, and we worked with like a lot of like cool people would come to the dealerships. Yeah, well, of course. And people, high-end people. Yeah, so, high-end people. So we, I learned to work with like everyone. Like high-end people don't scare me. Like no one, like I have a very, I can kind of work with anybody. Like I'm not going to judge anyone on anything. Yeah, of course. So now you've transitioned. You, you got your real estate license. Mm-hmm. You picked a brokerage. And I got to, I got to imagine that part of choosing the brokerage when you walked in is after the experience you had at the dealership, it had to be the culture and the dynamic of the office. Yeah, I mean, I'm all about the the culture and like where you're going to be every single day and who your manager is going to be because it's so important. And I mean, if I didn't like my manager, I wouldn't be in the company. I, I mean, if I didn't have a good support, if they didn't have a good leadership and good support, like there's no reason for us to be there. Yeah. So when I first started, we were, um, they were, Century 21 in Mission Valley was super big on um, new agents. So they had a lot of training for new agents. Since then, they've changed management. um, And we have a new manager who I absolutely love. um, And they're focused, they still focus on new agents. There's a lot of trainings that go on. But now they don't have as much new, um, there was like a whole class. Like there was like, when I started, there was like, a course ton of new course, agents course, yeah yeah but they still they have trainings like every single day we have a training about either like contracts or like escrow docs or you know negotiating there's always something which is great and like our manager's actually there for us so if like you have a question like someone's there to answer it most of the time it's him he's there to answer like what do i like what do i do in this deal like you can call text he's there he's and he's to the point which being from jersey I love. I don't want the runaround. Just give me the answer. Whether it's a good answer or a bad answer, I just want the answer. Yeah, don't sugarcoat it. Just give me it straight. 
All right. So what are you doing right now uh, to grow your business? Because I know you got a little fame in that office. I know Gabe's in that office and Gabe's like an Instagram <laughs> superstar. So I'm, I'm wondering how much, you know, how much of that rubs off in the rest of the office. Like, is there a push to, you know, expand your social media reach? Absolutely. I mean, and he has done some trainings for us at the office too, which are great. Um, yeah. So social media, I know it's huge. I'm working on growing mine. I mean, I do have like Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter. Um, but every day it's, there's so much to do as a newer agent. And you're like, do I door knock? Do I farm? Do I do open houses? Do I just do social media? Like, do I just call my sphere? There's the first like year, two years is just like navigating. Like what's working for you? What's not working for you? I absolutely see social media being huge. Like, I think he gets like all of his leads from social media at this point. Mm-hmm. Or I think he's transitioned into that. I'm not exactly sure. So yeah, well, last time that. last time I spoke to him, he said he did 37 deals last year. 27 came from social media. Yeah, that's amazing. So that's, you know, almost, you know, 70% of his stuff is coming in via the web. Yeah, yeah. No, I have had some leads from social media. Nothing that's closed from social media. I do a lot of just people I know. And then I do a lot of open houses. I do a ton of open houses. I've done like so many open houses. You know, but that kind of makes sense for your personality type. Like think about the story you just told me. You were Nordstrom's face-to-face. Yeah. You were car dealership face-to-face. So it would it would just suit you that if you can get in front of a client and be able to connect with them to solve their problem, to handle some sort of ob- objection, mm-hmm. that that's where you'd be successful. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I find it like... This is like my life. Like this is like the career that I'm planning on staying in forever because there's just never a dull moment. And I find it like so entertaining to meet some of these people and just like the stuff that happens. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's just it's just funny. Like, and the the characters that you meet at open houses are great. Like, people you with can't no make shoes it up, on. Huh? No, you can't make up stuff that happens. Like, if you had a video camera every single time you did an open house and just interviewed some of the characters that walk in yeah and what they say or how they're dressed or oh right <laughs> <laughs> no that's what me and like my coworkers were like we need like just someone to follow us around the camera like the rookies of real estate like the dumb stuff that we do that like we look back and cringe at things that we did in the first year that like we should have done or but it's like, those behind the scenes things that those are the things that i think are the social media content that you'd want Right? Yeah, like I would love seeing other people doing like what we're doing right well, now. It's the mistakes, right? Because yeah. for example, uh, I, I said this before. I don't remember where I say. I say a lot of stuff now these days, but um, it's kind of like a photo album, right? If you look at a photo album and you see like the wedding pictures, right? They're every everybody's nice. They're in their tuxedos. They're in their dresses. They're lined up. Those are all the beautiful pictures. But what are your memories? Your memories aren't those pictures. Your memories are, you know, the person who got drunk on the dance floor and grabbed yeah. the mic <laughs> or, you know, their dress was up, to, you know, up their pant leg or whatever. Like those are the uh, situational things, the experiences that happen that are not recorded, but we yeah. wish they were because yeah. those are the things that we remember in our head as the great experiences. And I think when it comes to creating content for social media, that is is what people want to see. They don't really want to see, like, I'm going to drop the music video, and that's cool, mm-hmm. but I bet you they would have more fun with the edits and cuts and the behind the scenes oh, yeah. and all the mess ups. That's what they really would like. Yeah. Like, and we, we want we'll the realness. Like, I, I love just keeping it real and not being like, well, I'm not fake, but just, I want to see people like in their, like, that's why reality shows are so popular. Because yes. we want to see like the real 
stuff. We don't just want to see, oh, I posted this picture of this house sold. Like, that's boring. Like, we want to see, like, what happened during that escrow. Or We're all ashamed of our flaws, yet our flaws make us unique. That's yeah. what everybody wants to see, right? Yeah, and people appreciate realness. I know I do. Oh, yeah. Well, we, we're attracted to that because we are ourselves in that nature right yeah like we don't roll out of bed full makeup curly hair all done nice and neat right we i wish (laughs) but we don't right and so when we see somebody at the vulnerable state or whatever it is we can relate exactly it's all about like relatability exactly yeah and and you know for you i think I, i think your open house strategy just to continue to do open houses i think that's good that's your personality type you know what i mean yeah i mean and it's never boring well, boring? actually, it can be boring if no one shows up. <laughs> but most of the time. But let's be honest. Happen. If nobody shows up, you did something wrong. Or, yeah. Or, if, well, if no one shows up, I'm doing something else. Like, yeah. last week, we had a slow open house. It rained. It was weird weather. Yes. I went down the street to... I had some flyers. So I just went down to neighbors' doors In the dropping rain. off stuff. It had stopped raining <laughs> at that time. But, yeah, no, it rained the whole way there. I put out the open house signs in the rain. But, um, but yeah, no, then it kind of died down at the end so i went to the neighbor's houses and dropped off these i have this i have some marketing stuff that i just dropped off with them until a dog jumped out the window at me in one of the houses like literally there was no glass and it was just a screen and then the screen was broken at the bottom and it's like black and white head came through the window <laughs> and i was like okay i'm done I'm <laughs> and for today there's always something though. yeah but see again that's where you, that's where you have content right and so if you are going to expand that social media thing, I think that's a phenomenal idea. I need to, to get just, a cameraman to yeah. follow me around. I need like an intern because I don't wait, have money to pay people. You have, yeah. But you have a partner in crime. You have the, the couple of you guys that do oh, things yeah. together. Yeah. Work with each other. And wait, by the way, okay. you need somebody to do editing stuff. Let me know. I'll hook you up with our people. Okay. All right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I need people. I, I mean, I don't have anyone. I mean, we do have a marketing department at Century 21, so I can go to them. But... I mean, I'll go wherever. But you need your peeps. You I need, need your your crew. Yeah. Well, no, and they, I mean, I, we have to. Pay, I pay for everything, so yeah. Well, See who can give me the best to the deal. Commission world, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everything's on my own. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, trying to survive on in real estate in the first couple of years is hard. But like, if I mean, I know I can do it. So. So how's how's it looking uh, going forward? What do you what do you see for yourself? What are your dreams, your goals, your aspirations going forward? As far as real estate's concerned, I mean, my first goal is to buy my own house because I still rent because you know I'm single, so I don't have two incomes, and I'm in real estate, so I have like credit card debt. I'll just yeah. keep it real. So my first goal is to make enough deals to get enough money to buy my own house here in San Diego, and once I do that, then I'm getting my G G63, which Ooh. is a G wagon, the AMG version. It's like my dream car forever. I tell everyone. You have your eye on it. Oh, yeah. Do you know the color and everything? Matte black. All blacked out. Oh. Yeah. Lights, too? The lights. Because you know you can put, like, the tinted uh, the lights no, make it, like, completely black. I don't know. Out. I would have to see about that. I would have to say. Yeah, because they, they just, for 2019, they put out a new one. It has really cool new lights, so I want them to be seen, so probably not. Not black out the black lights. Out, no. Still, no, even, like, people, like, black out their windshield. I'm like, how do you see in the dark? Like, <laughs> I had people well, ask sure me that. it's one way, right? No, I had this woman's like, I want to black out my windshield. I'm like, you're not going to be able to see in the dark. No, it's like, you know, like your back window at night. Yeah. Oh, well, you have a rear view camera now. But like before, you couldn't see out of that thing at nighttime. So imagine at the... That's yeah. true. Yeah. 
That's true. Yeah. That's true. That's Pretty my sure dream. There's some legal on that. Yeah, yeah it's I, definitely I think illegal. You can only do the side. I don't know if you can mm-hmm. do the rear or the front. Well, it's all legal. Like my tints on my car are illegal, and you wouldn't even notice though. When I was in high school, I had illegal tinted windows. I think I got pulled over more for. I knock on wood. I've never had a ticket or an accident. So good for you, right? <laughs> yeah, it's been like twenty something years of driving. Twenty two years of driving. Wow. So, but. I, I did get pulled over a number of times for fix-it tickets for tinted windows. Really? Yeah. Wait, knock on wood, I never have. <laughs> <laughs> right. This wood's getting That's a lot of knock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. well, cool, man. I mean, I, I think you you have uh, realistic goals. I mean, you can make it happen. Um, what, what What's your plan of action for, like, doing that? Like, do you have a, a number goal for this year? So, my goal for this year was 24. If I want to round up 25. Oh, that's fine. We can always round up. Yeah. It's an easy quarter. So 24, just for me personally. So me, I have two partners I work with. We're like an unofficial team. Mm -hmm. So, um, and we all, we have like our own way of helping each other out and like the way we split up our money and stuff. But so there's three of us. And then I have another partner who I'm, she asked me to help her. So I'm helping her and I have like a little deal going on with her. Um, But that goal, I, th- I need to obviously work on my goal. But last in the past year, so me and my two partners have been in the business for a year and a half. In the past year, ever since our new manager came on and kind of like gave us that push, push, we closed 24 transactions between the three of us. Not really. And we're all three not from San Diego. That's not bad. So not only do you have to close transactions, you actually have to build your relationship. Well, to yeah. Yeah. Because all my friends here, I mean, most of them are all still renting. So, I mean, when they, you know, transition buy. over. Yeah, yeah, I'll have that then. My other two partners, they both have husbands in the Navy. So we get some business from that. Need to push that some more. Um, it's all just about who we know at this point. And then open houses, social media, door knocking. So what's a, what's what's life like right now for you? Is like a, like a daily schedule-wise, what does that look like for you? I go to the gym. I love the gym. I used to do competitions, like fitness competitions. Really? Yeah. And that, okay. If you can do that, like, you know, like the... That's a, that's a big commitment. I mean, that's... I don't know. I honestly don't know how I did it because when I was competing, I got my real estate license while I was competing, like a week before my show, while I was working full-time at Mercedes-Benz. And I don't to this day know how I did it. And really? I passed on the first try. You were committed. Well, right? yeah, I was committed. You were committed. I was committed. It's so much discipline. You have to prep all your food. You have to work out twice a day. Like, and you have no energy because like you have no calories. Like You're drained. Yeah. You minimize what goes in and maximize what goes out. Yeah. It's crazy. But I would say like anyone should try it because like it teaches you a lot. So I still, I love going to the gym. If I don't go, like my mindset's not right. So I wake up at six in the morning, try to be at the gym by 630, um, get like an hour workout in and then come home, walk my dog. And then either get to work from home or go right to the office. What's what's like one thing that you've committed to doing on a daily basis that's progressing you towards a closing? Hmm. <laughs> it changes every day. I'm honestly working on my schedule of getting stuff done every day. Um, I, I, I've been trying to do more social media. I don't know one thing I do every day. I follow up with people every day. I mean, I do do my follow-ups every single day and reach out to, um, I've been reaching out to just people like if my clients want a house and I can't find it, I've been actually reaching out to just people in the neighborhood. 
So calling, writing handwritten notes to them, like, will you sell your house? I've just been doing something. I'm making sure that I'm making at least, like, five contacts a day, new contacts. Good, good, Or good. talking to someone. Like, I'm not content unless I've like, – I will beat myself up if I haven't done any business the entire day. Good, good. So, in other words, you're putting yourself in a position to hear no. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm Because that's really what it now. is, right? No, but you're okay with that. You've sold cars. You've sold at Nordstrom's. Like, you've heard a lot of people tell you no. Oh, but yeah. But honestly, that's what – for me, when I talk to a realtor – that's what work is. It's that you put yourself in a position to hear no, whether it's door knocking, whether it's, you know, picking up the phone, whether it's going on social media and talking to people. I use video DMs a lot. I mean, okay. did, did I send you a video DM? You sent me a DM. Yeah. I, I don't know if it was, was it video. video. I don't know. I might, I might have. I can't remember. Usually we start the conversation real like text and then if you respond, or I'll send you a video. And sometimes I just send you a video straight out just to say hi, you know, introduce myself. Because to me, that's just another way of getting in front of people so they see my face and they know it's custom, right? It's not yeah. like I just send out some generic message. I hate like, on I say Instagram. your name. Yeah. You know what I mean? I hate getting the DMs that are like, thank you for following me. You should follow my friend. I'm like, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> no, I like just keep it real. Keep it real. Just yeah. be just be you who you are. So, exactly. But that's my biggest thing is, is when I talk to a realtor, put yourself in a position to hear no every single day, at least five times a day, and you're going to get that much more successful. And if I were you... I probably focus my attention on putting a, an open house together a couple times a week at least because I think yeah. that's where you shine. Okay. I mean, I, I have been doing two a weekend. So. Two a weekend? What about during the week? I've never got as much good traffic during the week. But it's not about good traction. It's about the right traction. This is true. This you is know true. what I mean? Because what if you find the right client? It didn't matter if you had to go through 50. If you only went through 10 and you found a client that closed. Oh, yeah. Matter? I'm all about quality over quantity. I mean, but I know you need to like you know well let me ask the, you this the numbers you work with buyers i do so when do i they, work with anyone i can so when does a buyer want to go look at an at a houses give me the, the times that they want to look feel at like, houses at all times but mostly on the weekend and at night so why aren't you hoping you're have, having an open house okay i mean sense? well on the weekend i am on the weekend okay at night honestly because when the when it gets dark out, I get sketched out. <laughs> well, that's why you go in trios, right? The pack. You bring your team together. You I mean, a, some yeah. Some of you door knocking. Some of you putting signs out. Some of you in the house. Well, we, we used to do, all three of us would show up to the open house. But then we quickly realized that, I mean, we should divide and conquer. Then have all three of us sitting at one open house. Well, that's what I'm saying. But each of you doing different marketing strategies around the one place. So oh, we're uniting okay. people. So let's say, for example, you're holding an open house. Yeah. Well... Hopefully you door knock the neighborhood ahead of time. But yeah. if you didn't, now you're door knocking saying, hey, we're having an open house. You might want to come check it out. That's one person's job. Another person's job is to like talk to the client about what's going on. And another person's job might be like, did you check out these other properties that are in the area? By the way, I can take you over there right now and let's go look at them. Yeah. You know what I mean? And okay. now you're all prospecting. You're using the home base as an open house. That's mm -hmm. your home base. But you're prospecting multiple ways in that one area. And you're kind of capitalizing as a team. And then if it gets dark, it's no big deal. There's three of you guys. I mean, we're all three like blonde. I don't know. <laughs> it still gets sketchy. Yeah, but no, I usually bring like a lender with me now. And then all three of us do. So, and we go to three different open houses. And that helps, right? I mean, that helps. But I'm just saying, I think that's where, you're, that's where you shine. So I think okay. you should be doing that more. Okay, I'll t I will take any tips or anything that I can get. I, I only I only say that because it was your story. It's you. I mean, yeah. You came on. You came on to the Business Bros show, 
we're vulnerable as all hell, right? Told your story exactly where you came from. Yeah. And this is how I understand where your business model is going. Like, I would tell you, yeah, go do social media. And that's great. I think you should. But mm-hmm. where you shine is face to face. I love meeting people. Like, I love hearing their story. Kind of just like this. Like, I mean, you guys are all great. <laughs> I just met you. So. No, I, I get a kick out of it. And you never know, like, who that person's going to be. I actually had the same guy come to my open house randomly. That never happened to me. This past weekend that came, like, a month ago. And I remembered him. And he was like, he's still that looking? Even he's still looking. So I'm like, God, it's, it's a sign. If I see you a third time, you get time, him in the buyer's contract? No, he's like, oh, I just, you know. Look, dude, you're still looking. I Why know. are you working so hard? Let yeah. me show you what value Let I can bring help you. you. We were in two different neighborhoods. It's not even like we were in, this, we were two, in two different cities. Either he's I mean, trying to get your number or no. the dude needs help. <laughs> the dude I, needs he, help. The dude needs help. Well, then you need to find a way to help him. Yeah. Okay, stay in contact with him. Yeah. I think you're going to rock and roll. That's, I, I have a, a lot of my luck is following up with people because most realtors fall off or they don't follow up. Whereas I you know, call someone, they're like, oh my God, thank you. I really appreciate the fact that you're following up. And they see me working for them before they're even actually my client. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say you should do with this guy. You should be hitting them up regularly. Be like, hey, I'm having an open house here. I think this is something you might want to check out. Mm -hmm. Or it'd be nice to see you at this open house. Mm -hmm. By the way, this house just came on the market. Why don't you come, you know, I'll meet you there at this time if you want to come check it out. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's, it's that kind of activity. You know, he's looking, he might not have signed a buyer's agreement right then and there. But if you keep, you know, pushing like, here's what I'm doing for you. And then each time that you're showing them, be like, look, I just want to continue to work for you. Yeah. Like, let's let's get this in paperwork going. Let's get you in a home. Exactly. You just got to kind of push them. Yeah. You, but that, not be like d- aggressive. You're just, not pushy. I mean, be a you're, little aggressive. Not be pushy, but be a little aggressive. The but guy's still looking chill. for a house. You saw him at two different open houses a month later. So he's still this looking. This is a sign. I'm it's a sign, sign. Right. All signs point to go. Third third time I'm making him sign the buyer's contract. Like, Make the third time happen. Okay. I'm saying. I'll All invite right. him to my open house. So uh, last little thing. I want you to look at that camera okay. right there. That's you. If people want to work with you or give you a call or contact you, let them know how to do it. By the way, you can also. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can call me 619-540-4618. Or you can find me on Instagram at Heather Sells San Diego and that's good yeah, right? i mean those are the two basic yeah call text um whatever and my instagram has all my info on it too boom all right Easy. and then last little question i got for you who do you think would be a good guest on the podcast okay i was thinking about this and honestly one of my partners well you can have both of them you okay. should have both of them honestly but one in particular is janine her name is janine bergen she's one of my partners she is a riot like you will she be cracking up for days? yes and stories Oh, like, okay. you need right. to have her that's, on the podcast. That's what we like. Energy and stories. Perfect. Yeah. I'm telling you, get her on here. So we're going to share this with you, the, okay. the video feed. And then you go ahead and tag her and be like, boom, I called you out. You got to go on the show. <laughs> what was that last name? <laughs> Bergen. Janine Bergen. So we're going to tag her anyways. And yeah. Like, See? Tag her. See? She's my friend. On You're going to have fun. Oh, you guys are going to like love me. I want to come back when she comes. <laughs> you come can, back. yeah. You guys should be dynamic duo. Oh, wait, all sure. three of us can come. But you like, can. we'll put her on the camera. And I'll just sit in the back. Yeah, that's fine. You can do that too. That's cool. I mean, yeah. the more the merrier. We, we love to have I mean, we here. might even get to take shots before. Oh, it's going to get crazy. <laughs> it's going down. That's how they do it in C21. <laughs> it's going to be booze over business. It's going to be booze over business. 
Speaking of which. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that's tomorrow, right? That's tomorrow, so, yeah. So, uh, so kind quick of a little fun... shout out. Yeah, so yeah. Mr. Francisco Pancho Lopez uh, has invited us to be on the Booze Over Business podcast. So we're going to do a crossover tomorrow. event. Oh. Yeah, so we're going to do Booze Over Business, and then right after that, we're going to continue the show recording, and we're going to just make it Business Bros and Booze Over Business. So we're going to do an extra long show with uh, Pancho Lopez, Mr. Francisco Pancho Lopez. That's tomorrow afternoon. Tomorrow uh, should afternoon. be live on Facebook. Yeah, we'll be Maybe. live on Facebook. There so you go. Just check us out. It might be a little bit earlier. I think it might be like 2, two 3 o'clock, o'clock yep. whatever. But, you know, hey, join us there anyways. And then... Uh, last reminder again, 365 pairs of shoes by the end of the year, 619-840-045 or james at csfirst.com. Hit him up. He'll ride over on his Harley and pick him up. And tonight, in just a few hours, developing your investment strategy, Liberty Station, all the details at Business Bros Pod. Go ahead and go to csfirst.com if you want. Hit the events tab. Get your last minute ticket. We'd love to see you there. Come and join us. Come and join us. Heather? Super pleasure having you. Yeah, on the show. so nice meeting you. You too. Thanks for thanks for sharing. Thanks for having me. Of course, of course, ladies and gentlemen. That's all we got for you guys today. Peace. Bye bye. And I'm out. Don't forget to watch the video. Drops at five o'clock. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you interested in being on the show? Are you looking to sell your home or have a business that needs insurance? Reach out to the Business Bros via email businessbros at csfirst.com right now or click on the link in the show notes. Thank you for listening. And remember to subscribe and share the podcast with the business professionals who you think would benefit from the show.